welcome to the Mindfulness IBM podcast, they're here. Um, you know, last week uh, we didn't publish because, you know, in, in the part of the world where me and Pat are uh, existing, it, uh, it was a kind of a holiday time, right? So we had uh, one week of break and now we are ready to come back with uh, more guests, more information and a bit, you know, uh, the, what is the mindfulness story we are bringing forward in, into our community. So, uh, but I, I don't think there are any particular news from my side, but let's check with uh, Mr. Pat here. Pat, is there anything you want to share with our audience? Oh, we should just do one full podcast of things I would like to share with the audience, but no, no particular news. We have a lot of things brewing, so more news to come. But to not leave you hanging, I could tell you a mindfulness joke. Why do mindfulness students love going to airports? Mm -hmm. They always get a free body scan. <laughs> okay, and after that, I think it's time you introduce uh, us to the next guest that is a uh, very uh, lovely personality within our, within our community. So who's our guest today? Mary Tafuri, a longtime member and supporter of the Mindfulness and IBM mm -hmm. community, VP, Sales Enablement. Congratulations on the expanded role, Mary, of uh, including all the brands now. I'm happy that you're here with us. Thanks for being. Well, thank you for having me with you today and giving me the opportunity to share my journey and all we did together as I would say our journey with mm -hmm. mindfulness and the sales workforce in IBM. Okay, so let's start with um, uh, your journey. Where did this start? Like what, uh, mm -hmm. uh, what is mindfulness for you, right? And how did you, did you get there? Yeah, well, uh, back in the day, probably seven, eight years ago, when I was uh, traveling quite a lot for a number of years and, um, you know, bumping from one side to the others uh, of, the, of the world and messing up myself with different time zones back to back. And, um, you know, after a while, the sleeping pills that you buy over the counter didn't work anymore. And so I was in my, in, uh, my flight to Sydney, very long flight. And I was working, working, working because I couldn't sleep <laughs> in economy, of course. How can you? Uh, well, there are many people that do um, practicing mindfulness or not, but we will get there. So the person sitting next to me, uh, she was from Australia and we started to talk and she said, you know, you're working a lot. Aren't you tired? I said, yes, I'm tired, but you know, I, I can't sleep. And after a while watching, you know, the, the movies on small screen that get me even more sick. So, uh, she said, well, have you ever tried to practice, um, meditation? And I said, well, I know what it is, but I really never practice so she explained to me that she does practice a lot of uh, meditation she explained how mindfulness was important for her and uh, over time I uh, appreciated that for uh, the APAC culture and many other countries uh, mindfulness is a big thing and uh, meditation uh, as well and you know many people get confused what is mindfulness what is meditation and in simple ways, I would say that um, meditation 
it's, it's like an activity, an action that you do in mindfulness, or a capacity of, of your mind, a way of leaning. And uh, that's when I started many years ago. And I was so impressed by the power that mindfulness can bring in your well-being, in your way of living, your way of interacting uh, with um, with others in the family, with your friends at work, and how that can make you happier as a result. So I started to do more and more, um, uh, you know, rituals. That's how I call them, rituals of mindfulness and, you know, how can you, in a um, very simple ways during the day, not just when you need to sleep, <laughs> uh, practice mindfulness. So uh, that's how I started. I started um, practicing different ways of breathing to relax and, and to focus on, on the moment and get the stress away and focus on your body and all the parts of your body, the parts that can be painful or sore uh, or the parts that are in your, in your mind, all the thoughts that are bothering you or the conflict that you may have, the storm that we have inside ourselves. And I really couldn't believe that you could get so much relief um, just just practicing <laughs> uh, mindfulness. That's why I became an advocate. I started to do that in, uh, you know, in, uh, in, in my team. Uh, like today we did um, our weekly staff meeting and uh, we've been using a lot of uh, Patrick's videos <laughs> in the staff meeting but I said you know guys we need to start to practice I have to say Patrick asked me in the past already to kind of guide a practice uh, a mindfulness practice and I always said well I can do that by myself when I'm alone but guiding others I don't know if I'm ready to do so um, but this morning <laughs> I did my very first just an hour and a half ago, um, guiding the mindfulness uh, uh, session with my with my team, and it was very well received. So I feel almost like a pro. <laughs> good, good. And Mary, when when was the click, or why did you decide to start bringing this to beyond your team to to sellers across the the company? Hmm. That's a very, very important reflection. I bring my mind back to uh, when I started this job three years ago. And uh, I started to notice in the sales workforce uh, a lot of uh, tension, pressure, um, challenges, more than what you can see in other groups or cohorts in, in the organization. Challenges are everywhere, don't get me wrong. But working closely with the sales workforce, I started to have an appreciation of how these people lead day in and day out. And many people think uh, the sellers are coin operated. They work on a, you know, a rhythm or a pace and they just go from one client meeting to the other and try to achieve the quota, overachieve the quota. That's the kind of wiring uh, that we normally associate uh, sellers with, and you will never <laughs> associate sellers with mindfulness as a natural uh, uh, connection, I would say. And uh, I started to come to the realization that to truly put our clients first, we need to have sellers that are more empathic, 
sellers that focus on EQ as well as they focus on IQ. And normally in enablement, which is on my job, uh, learning and skills, we focus a lot on the IQ, so the hard skills, the technology, the architecture, the competition, all very, very important things. But starting to nurture the IQ, the, the EQ, the emotional intelligence, the empathy, uh, what is an essential part? So I started to read. Um, does it make sense? Uh, is there anybody that really started to uh, introduce mindfulness to the sales uh, workforce? And sure enough, the first thing that you see when you Google is what Mark Benioff did with Salesforce. It, for them, it's really one of their um, corporate uh, values. They, they practice a lot of mindfulness. They have mindfulness corners in every office that they have. In any main conference, I don't know if any of you ever went to Dreamforce, their signature uh, customer um, customer um, conference. And I was there uh, as a speaker a couple of years ago, and I was totally shocked how, how uh, much uh, they truly believe and practice mindfulness, everyone. But, you know, in that search that I did two years ago when I started this job, I started to learn a lot about others and that as pioneers, uh, it's not that, uh, common, but a lot of companies have been already starting to practice mindfulness in the sales force. Um, there are books that have been uh, written. If you Google, you can find, you know, ignite your sales power uh, with mindfulness skills. And seven practices uh, to help uh, sellers uh, to, to be more productive and on and on. You can find quite a lot of that. So I started to reflect, what can we do? That's how I, I found both of you actually in IBM. What can we do to help our sellers um, to, to start to practice mindfulness? So um, I think that was one, two and a half years ago, Patrick, I invited you to be on our uh, around the world uh, kick off on fast start. This year we did a digital, but I was able to uh, have in the Expo Center a space for mindfulness and Patrick did a lot of sessions of positive, very, very positive uh, feedback. But then we also realized that uh, we need to continue that practice uh, um, above and beyond just the moment uh, of fast start. So that's how I started to really focus on the sales workforce. What is that we want to achieve to modernize our skills? How can we um, connect with empathy uh, with uh, with our clients so that we truly believe on putting them first and how mindfulness as you go through being present um, better connecting uh, with others can be an extremely powerful um, tool to develop these skills in the sales workforce so that's yeah. how we started and the more we did, the more we saw appreciation from the participants. And that's why this year, uh, with the digital fast start, uh, we did uh, every day four or five sessions of mindfulness. And uh, everybody got an uh, opportunity. And those are all recorded, so people can go and play back anytime now uh, to, uh, to continue to practice, continue to be to be ambassador, because that's what we want, right? We want people that um, start to practice, see the benefits on themselves, see the improvements and productivity, and 
stuff to to to, to be an ambassador like you guys did when you started at the very beginning created the communities and uh, i have a ton of appreciation for the work that you've been done grassroots activation uh, nobody really asked you to do it you started because you truly believe in it so i think that's the magic of mindfulness when you touch it when you embody it um, then you feel like the necessity the force in you to help others to to enjoy and experience and feel happier because of that yeah maybe uh, you know uh, are you experiencing also you know real um sessions with uh, various sellers and and starting this conversation i see that there is a a part of the sales population that uh, are very skeptical about uh, the real benefit of mindfulness right um and i never know what uh, i mean despite uh, telling them always you know the basics and why is improving what are the things but i i never understood what could be really the the key to have them at least give it a try right so what would you say uh, i think uh, uh unleashing their peers voice is a very um is a very effective ways to uh persuade people that I live in another world. I think, uh, as we all know, right, we, we need to, uh, when we have people that are, um, have, didn't have an opportunity to experience mindfulness and are, uh, as I said, wired in a different way, you need to unlearn sometimes. You need to be brave to try and not everybody can, uh, can be that brave and vulnerable because it's also, um, it's also a way to make yourself vulnerable as you vulnerable with yourself not vulnerable with others and not everybody's ready for that so i think uh, other than having um, people like you genuinely uh, uh, advocating for the practice having other sellers and uh, technical sellers and architects sharing their story and their experience uh, it is uh, extremely uh, important uh, to convince other people. Thank you, Mary, for that, uh, that wealth of experience and, and wisdom about mindfulness for sellers. We noticed that, right, Patrick? You may remember uh, some of the uh, people that started mindfulness, uh, uh, and, and they were also practicing mindfulness at the digital fast this year, for example, right? In the past, of uh, fast we had you. Uh, or Marta mainly doing parks uh, mindfulness sessions um, or other mindfulness practitioners. This year, we started to have sellers in tech, and that to me was a really an important uh, quote achievement of the uh, energy that we've been uh, uh, driving in the company. We need to do way more. We really need to do way more because, especially when you think of the pandemic and um, all the um, additional uh, isolation and and stress and pressure that that brought to all of us um yeah speaking of that now my mind is going uh, quickly to another aspect that i would like to, to share with you other than the sales i was 
so um, happy to see that the schools, at least here in North Carolina, the schools where my kids go, I have two boys, one is 11 years old and the other is 14. Both schools are practicing mindfulness. And, and they started to do that for um, for the pandemic. It was, yeah, I was like, as a parent, knowing how important that is. And we've been talking in the family as well about practicing mindfulness. You know, they are boys, mm. they're young. It is, ah, slow down, why? <laughs> and I said, give it a try. And you start to see how you can feel better. You don't need to tell me. That's what I tell them. You don't need to tell me. You don't need to say anything. Just do it for yourself. Try Mm. But Lele, I can see it, it's not that easy to convince people, to convince kids, to convince the seller to start. But we never give up. <laughs> we continue to try and find new ways to um, foster others to start. Excellent. So let's let's practice. Let's practice some mindfulness. Hey, would you like to to lead us with a, with a little practice? Okay, so let's start this little practice together. I would like all of you to put your feet both on the ground and your legs should be, you know, palm apart. Put your palms on, on your lap, on your laps, and relax your shoulders. Gently touch the back of the chair. Close your eyes and let's start breathing slowly. It helps to count one to four, breathing in, then hold one to four, breathing out. What really matters is, is that you slow down your breathing. So let's do it together a few times. Breathing in. Breathing out. One, two, three, four. Hold. Then in. One, two, three, four. Hold. Out. One, two, three, four couple of times more. Now, imagine to be in a forest. Maybe it's a forest where you liked to play when you were a kid. Maybe it's a forest that you dream to go. So walk with me in this forest. It's beautiful. There are so many trees. Some are big, some are small and tender, but all of them stand tall. You can touch the trees and feel their texture. You look all around you and there are so many leaves, so many colors, so many flowers. 
It's beautiful here. You can hear birds. You can hear the water. Oh, there is a river nearby. And you can see how bright the water is as the sunshine rays kiss the water. The water flows smooth. It's a very relaxing sound. Now grab one of the leaves. Observe this leaf. It's tender. It's soft. There are so many little details. Gently touch it and feel it. Take the time to observe so many lines in just one leaf. This leaf started a journey. And will help us. Now think of something that is bothering you. Maybe it's a long time that this thing is bothering you. Maybe you can sleep at night. Maybe it's an argument with a person that you know, a colleague, a friend, a relative. But it's something that really bothers you, really hurts you. Now think that really it's just a thought. Put that thought on the leaf. Then go gently toward the water and put the leaf on the water and let it go. That leaf is taking that thought far away from you and you will feel better because it's just a thought. Let's take a few more breathe in and breathe out slowly. One, two, three, four, hold and out. One, two, three, four. Then again in. you're ready, gently open your eyes. I hope that you guys enjoyed. Patrick, you know, this one is a very special one for me. You did this uh, with us three years ago in Madrid when we were preparing our team to 
start the week was fast start and we had quite a lot of stress uh, going on. And for me, it was such a powerful moment of reflection. And I practiced this by myself, thinking to one thing that was bothering me a lot, a lot, a lot. I couldn't even sleep for many months. And when Patrick walked us through this experience, I thought, I can let it go. I can let it go. It's up to me to let it go. So I did that by myself, thinking of that leaf, and I let it go. And it's amazing how you can feel better. And just through that practice, let it go on something that is, you know, poisoning you inside. Uh, and it's not helping you to be your very best with others that don't even deserve <laughs> that side effect. So I, I think um, one of the beauty of mindfulness is to learn how to let it go. And uh, magic happens because all of a sudden, a few weeks after, Patrick knows because it's a true story. <laughs> that thing, um, you know, resolved in a very positive way. Uh, I don't know if there was a connection or not, but I can tell you the fact that I was uh, feeling better um, uh, and I was helping others um, made the difference yeah. for me. It's uh, thanks, yeah, for, thanks sharing. for sharing. It's, uh, it's fascinating how the, the circle came back. Three years ago in Madrid, I told you. Three years later, <laughs> you're telling me. <laughs> thank you, thank you. The circle yes. of life, right? But that's the beauty of uh, mindfulness. If I uh, can uh, share with all of you, it is very, very important that as we practice mindfulness, it becomes, like I was saying at the beginning, a ritual um, that we can uh, do in many ways. I, I remember, Lele, I, I watched one of your uh, sessions where you were practicing mindfulness of making the pizza. And mm -hmm. I'm Italian as well, so I do a lot of, you know, pizza, pasta, and made from scratch. And that gave me another dimension of mindfulness when you cook, when you feel with your hands, with your nose, um, the ingredients that you are touching. And sometimes even such a beautiful things that I love to do. I, I was thinking, you know, I wasted so many opportunities to truly enjoy what I'm doing um, because I didn't, I wasn't there in the moment of cooking. I was there, but I wasn't there. So I, I encourage everyone to think about whatever you like to do that you think you are doing, being present, but probably you're not until you really focus on what you're doing, including, you know, things that you may love, like your favorite hobby, like cooking. So I, I, I encourage everyone to develop your own rituals, being present, slow down, because amazing things can happen. Um, not just the performances, but the, all the positive energy that you radiate all around you. It's priceless. Yeah. 
and it makes the difference totally so mary thank you thank you so much for being here and for sharing not only the practice but all your insight and experience i think our listeners will will love it um thank you everyone for listening right and uh, uh, and for if you never practice mindfully you might be you know whatever thing you're doing maybe that's the moment to the day to give it a try maybe let's call it that day thank you pat uh, for always being here with me and see you in one week with another of the episode of the mindfulness at podcast thank you thank all right thank you thank you guys Thank you.